0: Hi, and welcome to a very special podcast episode. Um, My name's uh, Pastor Jake Sanders. I'm a youth pastor here at New Hope, and sitting with me, I have Gabe. Hey, good morning. And Pastor Tom. Hello, everybody. And uh, we're doing this podcast episode at a very um, unique time in um, Adel. Um, For those of you who are unaware, um, but I assume most of you have heard, that there was a young man who took his own life on um, Wednesday morning um, and... This podcast is going to be a little bit different. Normally, we, we really script things out and we think through things really well. Um, and not that we haven't thought through things well. It's been, I know, on my mind um, for a long time since it's happened. It really hasn't left my mind. But this is a podcast where we don't have necessarily all the answers, but we do want to share with you. Um, if you're struggling with, hey, I, I've been asked this question, I don't know how to respond or... I'm just feeling hopeless. Is there hope? Um, we just, um, I think we've got six questions of that you might be, have for yourself, or you might know a teenager or kid in your life or another adult in your life has these questions. And so we wanted to give you just some tools and some encouragement to enter into this, to enter into it with truth and with love. And so that's the spirit we're coming today with. So, um, we're going to dive right in with um, the first question and we're not going to shy away from things, but I think one of the first questions people have is why do people do this? And I think um, if I, so some of my, my history is I have a brother who um, we lost him through suicide. It was unexpected. It wasn't, we didn't see it coming. There were no signs even afterwards. It wasn't like, oh, well, we saw it. We could have seen that. There just wasn't any of that. Um, and so one of the questions was always, well, why, why, why? Like, and you're, you're exploring things and you can get into a really dark spot where you start trying to sift through what, what you have left and see if you can find any hints. But I think for, for one thing my dad said was it doesn't really matter why because for those of us left behind there's no why that was good enough for us to lose him. And that was something that has stuck with
1: me. I mean, to this day. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that super personal story too, Jake. Um, you bring a pretty, I think unique insight Mm -hmm. to the situation. And, and I think, you know, Jake said this a little bit already, but I think this question of why is a very natural question Mm -hmm. that, that really anyone would ask, um, even in trying to process with my, um, my elementary age daughter, that was one of the, the first questions that, that she, you know, she had even in a child's mind is, is why? So, you know, I think as whether you, for you personally, as you're working through and, um, you know, especially for a parent trying to maybe help your, your child work through some of these questions, I think that's something to recognize is that, you know, just as Jake said, it's, it's a hard place to try to sift through and connect dots that we don't know. However, it is a natural question mm-hmm. to want uh, to know to want to know that why.
2: Yeah, I appreciated what you shared about your dad and his comment there as well, Jake. And I mean, the obvious answer is when pain comes, we want it to go away, mm-hmm. yeah, and. Just the steps that are taken sometimes are beyond our imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, sitting with various people during times of depression, times of struggle, it's hard to see at those times. The world closes down yeah. and it's hard to see hope during yeah. those times. And I mean that's a part of the big picture is living in a world where God created us. He said, it's good. And yet we're fallen, and mm. so we hurt, and there's pain and suffering. Loss. and Yeah, exactly, and loss. Mm. And imagining that any good can come out of that can be hard at times. And yet that process, I mean, that that's part of why I studied and wrote a book on suffering um, was because out of what, is the worst situations God can we do have hope and mm-hmm. he can bring mm-hmm. what is good but in the midst of it man it can feel like it's hopeless yeah
0: and i think if you're someone who hasn't necessarily struggled with depression or depressive thoughts it it can seem almost silly or hard to hard to picture but yeah mm-hmm. it does just change your whole outlook it becomes hard to see past where you're at and it's your head is filled with lies about people don't care for you or this will never get better this is all there is and it's such a hard thing Mm -hmm. yeah and those of us
2: who have parented teenagers well we've all been teenagers if you're older than 18 but (laughs) (laughs) 19 but uh you just know how your world is just so limited uh, Mm -hmm. by that perspective that comes from that group of friends Mm -hmm. and to imagine a horizon beyond that is really important, but difficult. Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, I told my wife that I would bring this up. and she um, She's a school counselor. And so I said, what do we need to talk about? And uh, one thing she brought up is just the maturity of um, the brain. I mean, we are still, up until I think like 25 or 26, you're still, right. your ability to make decisions is, is so hampered and so that's why we need so much support as young people is because we're just, we don't have the experience and we don't have necessarily all the brain capacity to to make those decisions. Well, and it's just so hard in those, in those moments. I think, um, one of the other questions that I think comes up really early on, that's really hard to answer. Um, and we're just going to speak bluntly about it, is is suicide a sin um, is a question that gets asked by mm-hmm. those close and those who maybe just don't know the this young man but don't know Kalen but know what happened. So how would you guys answer that? Yeah, I mean, in Scripture,
2: we have Saul who took his life in the Old Testament, and, of course, we have Judas and... Mm-hmm. Both are very tragic kinds of situations, and Judas is probably a little more well-known, and you look at the anguish that he felt in betraying Jesus and some of the comments. And obviously, as we wrote down here, it's an extremely serious issue. And yet, um, when I was about Thirty-one or so, it was the first funeral I ever presided over, and it was for the brother of a family that was a part of our church. And I said during the memorial service, I said, I do not believe that it's a sin. I, I do not believe that it's some, a sin that would keep a person out of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's obviously wrong. It uh, People make decisions in a moment of emotion in a moment of stress that they wouldn't make Mm -hmm. if there weren't other things going on in their mind Mm -hmm. other biochemical kinds of issues going on or just the emotional pressure and stress a situation
0: yeah i think that's such an important part it is it's a it's a last act and it's such a defining act Mm -hmm. but in in some ways it is just one decision usually made in a in a period of darkness, that, and we were not necessarily defined by, right, the one decision. And that's plus. why we struggle yeah. so much with it. Yeah, I
2: think because it's yeah. like, oh man, one second difference. Yeah, and,
0: and yeah, even as we grieve this loss of of Kalen, I think, I think it's really important to to remember that that he is more than the decision he made that absolutely. morning. Yeah, absolutely. I think he is, and it, it was it was good we had some had some chances to to talk to some of his friends who knew him well and just to see videos of him just being a, kind of a goofy goofy kid we had mm-hmm. a, a board put up and um one that stuck out to me was um they, they defined who he was and there was compassionate and there was silly and um one of them was chicken nugget stealer oh, and just yeah. like remembering <laughs> just the, the the good and the silly and the and who he,
1: who he was is more than just what happened on Tuesday. Yeah. And Jake thinking from a, I'm glad you brought that up that, you know, really we, um, our life, I, I like that, that Tom brought up that idea that, you know, that moment of death is a, can be a very defining moment, but there's so much other life to be considered and it's important to consider as much. And, you know, I was just, um, over the last few days, been kind of digging back through some passages and really trying to understand for myself, you know, one way or another, you know, if I define suicide as a sin or not, what is the impact on salvation? And, you know, how does that relate to what Christ did on the cross? And a couple of scripture verses that I've been coming back to, one would be Romans 5, 8, um, uh, mm-hmm. Kind of in a short paraphrase says, you know, while we were still sinners, yet Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of brings up this point that that even, it almost brings up this this kind of almost ongoing understanding that even as we continue to live in a broken world and make mistakes as human beings and try as we might, we try to be perfect and we miss the mark even as we are still sinners, Christ has died for us Mm -hmm. there's a there's a coverance there Mm -hmm. Um, and then you know Colossians 3 another one um, while we were still dead in sin he forgave us and it goes on to say he canceled our debt and so as I think about you know Christ's sacrifice and his atonement for sin it it covers our entire life Mm -hmm. including that defining mm-hmm. act if you will mm-hmm. um and i think too and this this isn't my original thought um but i was listening to john piper on um on the topic of suicide the other day and and he brought up and he he shared that this was his understanding of what the scripture said you know his his opinion if you will but he said you know as i think about a person standing before god you know that he 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 believes that the loving God that we know looks at a person's entire life and mm-hmm. understands their entire story, and would not be fixated solely on, you know, that maybe act of weakness or that or that act where maybe I shouldn't say weakness, but where um, we were in a place where we we felt hopeless and we felt stranded mm-hmm. and we felt like there was no other way out. Um, that instead God would see our whole life and that we would not be defined by that one act. So mm. I think it's important, too, to remember Kalen, for example, in that way. Mm-hmm. Remember who he was over all the years of his life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the next question we have is is something that I think every every parent, especially when they woke up and heard this news and either checked on their own kids mm-hmm. or just had that thought of, What if this is? What if this is my kid? And um, so the the question is: I'm terrified my kid will do the same thing. What can I do as a parent to to keep them safe? Um, And I think there. I want to. I want to answer this question, but I do want to give a caveat in that the decision that um, Kalen made, the decision that my brother made, is not a result of. Mm Any failure or lacking in a parents um, parenting, I. There's there's so much guilt wrapped up in things like this, and and that's not helpful. That's I mean that decision that was made was was their decision to make, um, and there's things we can do to to try and help. But ultimately, if this is something that happens to someone you love, or if you feel at all responsible we can do things to help, but a person's decision is their decision and we can't, it's not helpful. It's not true to hold responsibility for something that wasn't your choice. Um, And so I wanted, I wanted to just give that caveat before we talked about what things we can do to kind of try and help those who are hurting. Mm
2: -hmm. I was uh, doing jail ministry last night Mm -hmm. and We were talking with the guys there they come from all different kinds of backgrounds some church background some know the Lord some are seeking and they were expressing a couple of them were expressing man it's hopeless and so because they said you know I just go back in these same patterns over and over again and so what we started talking about was if you come to Christ your identity is in Christ Mm. that's why it says therefore if anyone is Christ he's a new creation the Mm -hmm. old is gone the new has come that's in 2nd Corinthians 5 I think it's 17 and just helping our young people who are following the Lord to really find identification identity in Jesus Mm -hmm. is such a key thing yeah Um, because there's all other kinds of ways the world wants oh, us to absolutely. define ourselves. Absolutely. And so that's part of what I yeah. shared with the guys there last night, and maybe they got some of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that is so important, even as my kids are a lot younger than high school, but even as simple as think, hey, you're a child of God, mm-hmm. and just repeating that, and then Hearing once, once you get to, I and mean, if there's one struggle of high school, it's identity, who am mm-hmm. I, and yes being able to speak truth into that is so important um early early and often is one of the notes we had written down Mm -hmm. i think there is no way that you can you can tell your kids too much about your love for them about jesus's love for them about the truth of who they are Mm -hmm.
2: yeah and i know it's really tough as a parent when they're teenagers and you can so easily get wrapped up in their activities mm. and mm-hmm. define them and yourself. Sure. By yeah. their activities. Even unintentionally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just becomes. Even though you love them so much, but it's just like, man, the whole community is so excited because he or she's such a good basketball player. Right. Yeah. Uh, just get wrapped uh, in it. Yeah. And then things don't go the right direction and the world crashes. Right. And...
1: Mm. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, and I appreciate Tom's perspective. You know, Jake and I are both younger fathers and have younger kids, and you know, Tom's lived through those those teen years.
2: Oh man, um, anguish!
1: And <laughs> and you know, I can really? think back on my own experiences, and, and yeah, it is just such a uh, identity figuring out who <laughs> who you are and and even who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is so difficult. Um, yeah, I mean, hundreds of
2: joyful times, but oh, absolutely. It, it, absolutely. it's also. Yeah. But, very difficult
1: but I, I think something too that again I remember from my experience as a teen and I've, I've heard many parents uh, you know even as a wrestling coach you know I've had parents come up like man I can tell my kid to do the same thing on the wrestling mat that you just did but if it comes out of your mouth coach oh. Parker they'll mm. listen you know it's kind of this idea that I, I think especially as teens hearing something from our parents just has a little bit different flavor than hearing the exact same thing from say another trusted adult in our yeah. lives. And so I think that's something important too, specifically talking to parents that um, kind of this idea of a village around Mm -hmm. your kids, I think is really important. And this doesn't mean that you're not capable of parenting your kids. This doesn't mean that, that you're not sufficient in loving your kids, but the idea that you can lean on and intentionally invite other adults that you know and trust to be important parts of your kid's life is really important. And I, and I think you know, not just during the teen years, but especially during the teen years. You know, there might be times when, for whatever reason, your child just doesn't just doesn't want to talk to mom or dad about it. Mm-hmm. But if there's this other you know close family friend that's been an important part of their life for years, maybe that trusted adult would be someone that they would you know discuss whatever's going on with, or just just be able to be a voice of truth in their lives. So that that's something I think as parents that we it's not easy. Um, and I think it's easier for some than others. You know, kind of mm-hmm. depends on your personality and and uh, your community of people. But to really intentionally ask other adults to invest in your kids' lives and invite them to be a part. Yeah, uh,
0: the I think it's Fuller Institute um, in Southern mm-hmm. California yeah. has that yeah. idea that um, if a if a young person has five people besides their parents. Mm-hmm. around them they are I think significantly less likely to leave the faith they are significantly right. more likely to grow up to be healthy uh, adults and I think even thinking about my own life personally like some of the healthy adults in my life were my dad's friends and like so sure. who he hung around mattered because I would go we, we went to car shows together. That was yeah. the thing, and so I remember going with Mister McGee and um, <laughs> his first name Sean. to say so I try not to say it out loud. Oh okay. uh, And Mister Steenfot and uh, and Scott Christian, and like those men helped me see what it was to be a man. Absolutely. And not that I didn't learn that from my dad, but mm-hmm. like having multiple godly people in my life who showed me that, and there were numerous others throughout my life that mm-hmm. just did life with them. And that that is so important. I think I think the other thing that these people and and you can do is listen. Yeah, I I work with teenagers a fair amount, um, <laughs> part of the job, and a lot of people are willing to talk to teenagers or at teenagers. Um, they get it from school. They get it from everyone on the internet wants to talk at them oh, and yeah. hear them or speak to them and have them hear them. Um, and and then parents, we do the same thing, and rightly so, we need to at times. I mean, I speak at teenagers as well. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those voices, but not as many people are willing to listen to them and honestly listen, not in a way to, not because I've asked you a question and you're going to be in trouble if mm-hmm. I hear the wrong answer, not because I need to understand what happened for my own sake, but just because... We all want to be listened to. We all want someone to genuinely care about us and to say, "Oh yeah, that's hard." I hear. Why do you, you
2: think that is, Jake? That we don't do a good job of listening to teenagers?
0: I think. I think so often we see the teenage years and we see what we need, what needs to happen to get to adulthood well, and mm-hmm. oh, you're missing this piece of information. You're missing this piece of information, and I think sometimes we don't see teenagers as people. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, they're. They're still kids. We just need to tell them what to do. They're and like they projects that
1: we we need to try to complete. Yep. Right.
0: And the reality is, I mean, they're they're starting to turn into little adults. They don't know everything yet. They and you know they don't know everything. They think they might, but just listening and caring and. I mean, treating them, we have, we have youth group shirts, and they're say so teenagers are people too because I don't think we always treat them like that. <laughs> yeah, I, and I that's, think
2: you're right. And, you know, from adult perspectives, there's some teenagers that are a little easier to talk with because for whatever reason mm-hmm. they feel more comfortable with adults. Yeah. But all of them mm-hmm. n- need adults
1: who yeah, that care is and so true. listen yeah. to them. Yeah, so true. It's incredible how much care and love and really compassion you can communicate by just having an open ear yeah you know i, I i'm one that the way i are i articulate you know with my voice and, and i feel like i need to explain like how i care for someone or my compassion so i'm not always a great listener but i think that's a great reminder jake that we communicate more than i think we realize when we're just willing to just hear what they're feeling mm-hmm. hear what they're processing through just just hear the story of their their lives really means more than we probably realize yeah
0: sure yeah we, we've yeah. been talking about this idea of a village and i I kind of want to speak about our village and yeah. i think that's one of the questions i have most right now is how do we love adele how do we love people mm-hmm. who are hurting especially when it's something like this that mm-hmm. hurts so many in the community
1: oh. yeah, i think this isn't an answer to your question jake but i think something that's so interesting is an event like this Mm -hmm. Um, And there's, there's others too, but, but it really does impact everyone in a community. I mean, even folks that, you know, didn't know Kalen well or or knew him, you know, maybe just a little all the way down to his best of friends. It really has an impact. And, and that hurt I think is deeper for those different types of people and Mm -hmm. it looks different. But, but I think that is the entire community is grieving. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, I guess I'm just saying. I, I really appreciate that question, Jake. That I, I, think as a community we can kind of come together around that mm-hmm. that we're all experiencing this different, differently, but something like this affects. Yeah, and even even the way
0: it affects us is different for mm-hmm. some people. I mean, for me, like the first thing, one of the first things that came to mind is, I mean, I I get torn back to kind of that memory of my brother, and right. I mean, I remember the phone call that I got hearing about it like and that that came back to me just in a moment right Uh, i know there's other people i I talked to um some of them who they had feelings like this in high school and for them like they just get transported back to just feeling like that that hopeless high schooler again for just a moment and if we've worked through and if we've dealt with things then it stays for only a moment but if we're still processing those things it can it can create a lot of negative thoughts that, you know, we need people to speak truth into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one
2: of the questions that comes up in this space is what's broken. Mm. And we start pointing fingers yeah. at the community's broken. The school's broken. Right. Teenagers are broken. Adults are broken. Mm-hmm. fact is I'm broken. Right. Mm. Right. And you are. And so, we enter into the discussion by thinking about ourselves mm-hmm. and hmm. how we are a part of the community. And, of course, again, m- much, much larger discussion for each individual person. Um, there does need to be radical intervention at times. Yeah. Um, I have a son who graduated early. I mean, He pulled out of school because hmm. of things that were going on there and uh i mean it, it hurts to this day really? and so yeah there, there are steps that need to be taken at times but pointing fingers doesn't really help us right. unless we just ask what can i do
0: i, I love that question because i think yeah, it's so easy to say you oh know, this is this is the problem we just need to fix this and if i i mean frankly if i yell loud enough about it on facebook then That'll change something, but what what can I do in this space is is the question we really need to ask. And I mean, if we're parents, then one of the things that I think we need to do is teach our kids to be kids who love and mm. who stand up for those who are struggling, who mm-hmm. stand Amen. against um, those who are hurtful, or, or, Lord forbid, like we make sure our kids are not the kids who were hurting others yeah to be people who love and this is something I struggle with as a youth pastor is like I don't have the capability of caring for each and every one of those high schoolers right I I just I don't know all of them I didn't know Kaylin um, but there are people that God has given me that do need help Mm -hmm. and so for me to meet up with them I'm uh, getting lunch today with someone who just doesn't want to be hanging out alone and that that's something I can do, right. and that that matters. It doesn't fix everything, right? Mm-hmm. But it helps where where this this person's at. And I may not be able to fix all of the problems at school. In fact, we know that sin is going to be a problem for eternity. Well, mm-hmm. not not for eternity. Well, not eternity. <laughs> <laughs> but sin is going to be up that until that. <laughs> yeah, sin's going to be here as long as uh, this earth is still around. But the little things that we mm-hmm. do, yeah, matter.
2: Yeah, yeah, and whether. You're an adult listening or a teen listening, and um, we all have various opportunities, and some of us have bigger opportunities sure, to really speak into people's lives and encourage and listen, and that's, that's a part of the opportunity that we have, is yeah. to really step in. To those difficult situations or when somebody's struggling to be a protector and an encourager mm-hmm. and
1: someone who actually cares. Right. Yeah, Jake, yeah. something I had written down, and, and this is just kind of the phrase that keeps coming back, and I think you've really already said it, but as adults, one way that we can support our community is to go forward just with overwhelming compassion mm-hmm. and grace, almost in a way that that maybe doesn't even make sense to us. Mm -hmm. And, and I think as Tom was alluding to as well, the this idea that to understand that everyone is hurting and while there, there are specific steps and like Mm -hmm. actions that you can, but, but in any step that we take that it is led with compassion Mm -hmm. and grace. I was talking with one of my middle school wrestling boys the other day and I knew they, they talked at school and, and, um, you know, I think a lot of kids have also talked with their parents at home. So I, I didn't know that it was really my place to, like, rehash this mm-hmm. um, this challenge in its entirety. But just as, the, you know, something we do every day when the when the kids leave practice, we shake their hand, tell them thank you, have a good night. You know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of our kind of parting. That. Yeah, it's, it's just a wonderful kind of meaningful interaction with mm-hmm. every kid before they leave. And I just said to him, I said, hey, have a good Friday, have a good weekend. And do everything you can do to be good to other people. Mm-hmm. And he and he's yeah, I will, I will, I will. I said, I mean it. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. need yeah to be treated with love. Yeah, and it starts with you. Yeah, and you know I think you got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hope you know obviously that okay. they they take those appropriate actions, yeah. especially in social situations. And but but that's you know but I think that's the really I'd say I'd say as confident as that is the responsibility of every adult with. Whether it's one kid that you have influence over, whether it's hundreds, yep. is to, I'll say, preach that. That's what we can do as individuals is choose to be compassionate and loving, whether we agree with someone or not. Um, and, you know, that's a whole other thing. There's there's places for conversations where we disagree, and there's, but in every step that we take to be committed to loving other people.
0: Yeah, I'm doing a Bible study on, on First John right now, and that is just such yeah. a, a huge theme of that is yeah. the defining trait of christians yes is supposed to be love
1: yes that's how we'll be known yeah
2: yeah well we live in this radical argumentative culture and sure people yeah. just take on that posture so easily mm-hmm. let's stop that
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. amen amen yep. i think is if I, if I could be so bold as to just i mean before you post something on facebook before yes. you mm-hmm. leave a comment i mean is that the most loving thing you could do right What's now? What's the impact on the other
1: person? Because yeah. it matters.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. And you 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 touched on this, Gabe, but I think one of the mm-hmm. other questions we see is why do people why do people respond so differently? Why are we oh, seeing golly. this this uh, these attacks? Are these I don't know people just being mean or hurtful? Mm. And I I think the, the short answer is. Different people respond differently to things, Absolutely. different people have different mm-hmm. things going on in their life. And then we all do have this, this natural bend to problem solve of, mm. oh, what do we need to fix? Right. This happened, this is bad, how do we fix it? And I, I think the short answer is, like we were talking about, you, you fix it by changing how you live, how you love, and making the biggest difference you can, mm-hmm. and encouraging others to do the same.
1: Yeah. I think something to keep in mind, this is, I don't know if it's an overly used phrase, but I've heard it a few times, but the idea that hurting people hurt people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That it's, you know, even if we boil ourselves down to like the most carnal basic level, you know, when when an animal feels cornered and fearful, they go into a defensive mode right mm-hmm. we kind of have this and we still even as you know with our highly sophisticated brains and being you know these incredible people that God has made us to be like we still have a fight or flight mm-hmm. sort of mentality and and so I think when, when people are grieving and, and hurting that is kind of a natural response is to not is I don't know if lash out is the right word but um, so I, I think that's part of the answer to that question Jake you know why do different people respond differently and a lot of it's because people are experiencing emotions and depth of emotion that that is just kind of beyond um almost in a sense maybe what they're able to rationally work through at that time Mm -hmm. and 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 it causes um just a lot it just manifests itself in so many different ways depending on the person Mm -hmm. um and, and that, I think that comes back to the compassion idea that we have to understand that not everyone's going to process that hurt like everyone else. In fact, we know that they won't. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, there's a proverb, I think it's chapter 20, verse 5, says, A man's heart is deep waters, but a man of understanding draws him out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all of that deep waters, yeah, it's deep inside yeah. of all of us. Yes lot we, going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard for us to look at our own selves. We need help mm-hmm. doing that, and we can do that for one another.
1: Yeah.
0: I like what, Gabe, what you said. There's There are people who will lash out. There's also people who will who will run and hide. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, mm, and
0: yep. pairing that with the Extreme verse you um, just shared, Tom, um, I think it's important to, to pay attention to the people around you. And yeah, they're yes. just swimming if, in the deep water. Yeah, right. if they're withdrawing there. if they're then ask try and be wise and give them time but don't leave them mm-hmm. in that deep alone and right. help to draw them out i think as we as we move towards the end of our episode this is this has just been such a a dark heavy week i mm-hmm. i mean just for me personally like i i went all i did was drop off some lunch at the at the high school on Wednesday and just yeah. there was just a heaviness. Oh yeah. There's a darkness that you could kind mm-hmm. of almost feel as you walk in. And I don't know, for me, like I, I'm struggling even just drive past that intersection right now. It just sure just struggle every time. How do we have hope when something this dark happens?
2: So kind okay, of going back to the jail ministry I was doing last night, one of the uh, guys was saying that When he was at his deepest, darkest time, actually some thoughts of taking his own life came through his head. And he said his family wasn't really saying it. He knew they loved him. But he said somebody from outside of his family said, I can't stop you from taking this step. But I love you and I would really miss you if if you would take some kind of drastic action. And he said that made him mad at first. Mm -hmm. But it really helped him. Mm-hmm. a lot and so speak words of love
1: yeah. as well yes.
0: openly honestly and often mm-hmm. yeah yeah that is it's so important
1: i think uh yeah i think really right in line with what tom was saying this makes me think back to a conversation i had with my younger brother back over christmas and without getting into the details of that conversation something he was really wrestling with was was darkness in the world the, the brokenness that we mm-hmm. we see and terrible things that that happen and, and just yeah, really wrestling through that and yeah something I something I tried to remind him of was that he's exactly right. We, mm-hmm. we live in a in a broken world. in fact, we're promised that mm-hmm. in this life there will be trials and there will be troubles. Mm-hmm. but I've overcome the world. Yes mm-hmm. says. exactly yeah exactly but that like <clears throat> even though sometimes our, our perspective and the things going on we, we can't see the light, so to speak mm-hmm. literally the light it's it's there and it's all around us and Mm -hmm. and as tom said like jesus has proclaimed i have overcome the world Mm -hmm. and and in this time that we live in right now right until until jesus returns and and there is a new heaven and a new earth that that's that's where we are and we have to live in this this place that there is darkness and there are Mm -hmm. terrible and hurtful and, Mm -hmm. and just heartbreaking things that that happen the opportunity to to remind people of um The brightness and the hope that is in the world that that jesus is alive and active Mm -hmm. um is Mm -hmm. really important Mm -hmm. really important because when we're surrounded by dark it's very hard to see the light Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it's not there
0: yeah that is so important to to remember the good to remember the 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 bright points the i mean i I even think of some of those who are struggling with, with this this young man's death, specifically mm-hmm. with Caitlin, and with knowing him and, and being drawn to this darkness, and remembering even just the good times that the mm-hmm. and that one thing we talked about was and a phrase I heard a few times was, I don't think he knew how many people cared for oh, him, wow. and I, I want I want to speak to anyone who's struggling with those thoughts of, yes. well, no one cares about me you know how many people cared about kaylen mm-hmm. know that that that's true about you as well absolutely there are people who care about you there are so many people who would miss you and would love and do love you and and to just remember that love and then for for the rest of us to just i mean that's what it comes down to is love others let them know mm-hmm. as hard as we can as loudly as we can and as genuinely as we can mm-hmm. I wanted to close this this podcast in prayer um, because there are things we can do there are things we're called to do but ultimately God is still on the throne God is in control he is active he is involved here and he is capable of of doing good even through darkness mm-hmm. like this Lord we lift up your name we come before you we honor you and we praise you lord but we are in a spot where we are struggling just to understand this darkness and lord thank you for the truth that was shared in this this episode um, thank you for the reality we know that this world is broken lord and lord help us as gabe talked about as Pastor tom talked about help us to see the light And to be the light in this world, Lord. Lord, we are more aware than ever of the darkness, but this world has been dark for a long time. Let us shine bright. And let us draw people to you. And let us love like you love. Lord. We pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us. We hope this was an encouragement and a blessing in this difficult time. If you... Or someone you know would like to talk to someone would like to reach out um, or just needs help uh, reach out to us at the church office um, or anyone you know from New Hope because we we care for you thanks for listening
2: yeah we have lots of groups Mm -hmm. that uh, you'd be part of whatever's going on we can point you to some of those absolutely some of the helps you are not alone